Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a great future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is pretty exciting uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has. My decision was uh, pretty easy, obviously, with those high-caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in the hockey city uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Asian Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Welcome, everybody. This is Bob Stoffer. Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Trusted by 630 Ched. Visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more. Digitex.ca. Hugh Porter and the staff at Digitex, they will take care of you. Jam-packed edition of Oilers Now to uh, get to. It is the 17th anniversary of 9-11. We're going to talk to a person who had taken on a new role in New York with the Rangers, former Edmonton Oilers and New York Rangers head coach Ron Lowe uh, with some interesting uh, stories to give us some perspective on what uh, the Rangers organization, what he and his wife uh, went through. Uh, Ron heavily involved in uh, community initiatives here in the province of Alberta like Hockey Helps the Homeless. Ron Lowe uh, coming down the pipe at 12.15 today. It is a Tuesday. That means Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. The seven thousand men and women that work in the horse racing industry in this the province of alberta mark specter myself between 12 30 to 1 30 oh we're going to introduce a new kid in town 
Maybe we'll have to pull out the Eagles. And actually, that song, believe it or not, was written about an L.A. Kings hockey player back in the day who just passed away uh, in the last uh, 18 uh, calendar uh, months. 135 today, Brad Whisker, producer of the show over the course of the last few weeks, helping us out a bit. He is out of Ottawa. We've got some stuff that you're going to want to hear from Eugene Melnick. I'm still trying to figure out what Melnick was doing. I think everybody's been saying that for about the last six or seven years. But we'll get take a look at the Ottawa Senators organization and some... Uh, Issues on that front. Yesterday, we had Wayne Gretzky on the show, which when you host a show called Oilers Now, it's never bad to have Wayne Gretzky on the show. So uh, we will uh, get to a clip from Wayne Gretzky talking about uh, a kid that's going to be in the lineup tonight, expected to play for the Edmonton Oilers rookies against the Nate McEwen All-Stars, and that is Evan Bouchard. Very quickly, uh, here's how I'm going to do this. Uh, I'm going to talk about a couple issues around the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club, transition into uh, the comments from Wayne Gretzky, and then we'll look at tonight's uh, projected lineups for the two teams that are going to play down at Rogers Place. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.ca. Yesterday, TSN's Bob McKenzie made an appearance on uh, another radio station in town on Dustin Nielsen's show, and uh, talked about a couple of issues as well um, on his podcast, uh, specifically around Darnell Nurse and Milan Lucic. So, uh, and later during the course of the day, uh, McKenzie put out a tweet, you know, sort of suggesting the nature of RFA relationships uh, with players without arbitration rights. These uh, situations generally get settled. Darnell Nurse, uh, we've talked about it over and over again. Most likely scenario, a two-year bridge deal represented by Anton Thun, who at times has challenged the management teams of respective NHL organizations. Now, I, I'm gonna. It's my belief that we'll see Darnell Nurse. Uh, in the Oilers lineup when they open up over in Gothenburg, Sweden. But, at you know, I certainly felt earlier this summer that there would be no reason to believe he wouldn't be at the start of training camp. Uh, that is a possibility. He might not be at the start of training camp, given the fact that we're two days away from that happening. Do I think that uh, he'll play the majority of the season with the Edmonton Oilers? Absolutely. Do I believe that the Edmonton Oilers organization have a tremendous amount of respect for what Darnell Nurse has? Yes. But the fact of the matter is, in this situation, uh, the Oilers sort of hold the upper hand because Nurse does not have arbitration rights. And so it is prudent upon the Edmonton Oilers to deal with the player in that situation. So we'll see where this goes. Uh, do I see a scenario like Jacob Truba last year where Truba missed a significant amount of games at the start of the year? No, I don't see that. I think that Nurse knows he's part of the leadership course. But, you know, there may be a divide still left to conquer on that front before things get totally consummated. That is the nature of relationships and uh, deals like this. Uh, also comments yesterday from McKenzie about Milan Lucic, what exactly went on in the offseason? Did he ask for a trade? Of course, the day of the NHL draft, which was June 22nd, we were down in Dallas, Jerry Johansson, Milan Lucic's agent, said, and I quote, I did not on behalf of Milan Lucic request a trade for Milan. That means that he didn't make the ask as the agent. He then went on to say that his expectation was that Milan was committed to being, 100% committed to being in Edmonton and focused on playing. You know, was there some frustration and exasperation with how it went at the end of the season for Milan Lucic? Uh, Yeah, 
He didn't play well. He had one goal in his final 48 games. He went minus 18. He probably missed, by my count, five sitters, five open nets. Um, he had a very troubling year. He's had to overcome a lot over the last three years. Let's not forget, three years ago, Milan Lucic's father committed suicide. Uh, that is a challenge that, you know, uh, for those of you that have had to deal with mental health issues in your families, I'm sure you can appreciate. So uh, Lucic is here. He's fresh. He's ready to go. Let's see what he does. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the best case for everybody involved, regardless of position, is if Lucic bounces back and brings it. And my expectation is he'll be a vastly better player to start this year than he was at the end of last season. Uh, Mackenzie also talked about expectations on his uh, podcast yesterday, and that is a real thing. I mean, when you have Connor McDavid, expectations come to the territory. Okay, And the Oilers underachieved. There's no other way to say it unequivocally last season. They need to be much better. One of the challenges Edmonton is going to have is we'll wait and see at what point Nurse joins the fray because he will be on this team. But uh, the Oilers, without Andre Sacra, they're going to need some guys to maybe grab the opportunity. One of those guys hoping to do that is Evan Bouchard. He's an exciting player. I thought he was the best player in the ice Sunday in Calgary in the rookie game. Here's Wayne Gray. The greatest player in the history of the game with some thoughts on Oilers, uh, you know, first round pick, 10th overall, Evan Bouchard. Yeah, you know, first of all, uh, he's a really good young hockey player. And, you know, being a uh, youngster, uh, sometimes the organizations you come from mean as much uh, or more than anything. And the London Knights are an organization that have just been one of the classics uh, all through Canada and the OHL. And to get that kind of tutoring and mentoring uh, as a 16, 17, 18-year-old uh, probably is going to help him uh, to make that next step in the National Hockey League. So I know the Oilers were thrilled that uh, he kind of seen him up there at number 10 pick. And uh, I know everyone's excited about him uh, coming into this camp and look forward to him being an Oiler for a long time. All right, that is Wayne Gretzky joining us on yesterday's edition of Oilers Now. Tonight, Evan Bouchard expected to be in the lineup for the Oilers rookies. They will take on uh, Grant uh, McEwen slash Nate All-Star team. Uh, the Oilers coming off a 7-3 loss in which their goaltenders had a tough game. Uh, could see a combination of Wells and Olivier Rodrigue in goal after Skinner went two periods against the Calgary Flames rookies. I expect Jones and Bouchard to be paired. Might get our first, well, will be our first opportunity to see William Lagesson, who was the Oilers' fourth-round pick, played last season for Jurgarden in the Swedish Elite League. Uh, not sure Kyler Yamamoto is going to play at home. Do expect the Oilers rookies to have six players out of the American Hockey League, including, uh, or spent some time in the AHL last year, including David Gust, who uh, scored 13 goals at 24 points in 52 games in Baco, former star at Ohio State. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll see on that front what Jay Woodcroft totally brings uh, in terms of tonight's lineup. For uh, the combination of Nate and Grant McEwen, six players with three-plus years of WHL experience, the rest of uh, the players tonight uh, – 
majority played three or four years in the Alberta Junior Hockey League. Nate and Grant McCune have been the two top teams in the ACAC over the last two years. Nate went 21-3-4 last year. Grant McEwen 27-1, but Grant McEwen beat Nate in the playoffs for the second consecutive year to win the ACAC championship. Thomas Foster, younger brother of TJ Foster. Uh, Thomas Foster, once at Oilers rookie camp a number of years ago, uh, he'll center the top line five years in the Western Hockey League with Vancouver and Moose Jaw. Former Edmonton Oil King uh, Brandon Ralph, another former Edmonton Oil King, uh, Tyler Robertson on the left side. Uh, Ger- uh, Kenny Remchuk's uh, two of his kids, Nolan Yaremchuk and Austin Yaremchuk in the lineup. Many of you old schoolers would remember Kenny Yaremchuk as a seventh overall pick of the Chicago Blackhawks back in 1982. Cam Godas, uh, his father Steve Godas, uh, was a Pittsburgh Penguin, played 49 games in the NHL back in the late 1980s, grew up in Camrose. I played against him uh, growing up back in the day, so a couple storylines there for us to watch. Uh, Colton Waltz, a good defenseman out of the Western Hockey League, along with Tyler Morrison. Those are the two most experienced D from uh, a perspective for Grant McEwen. Nate, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know what the score is going to be, but the shots will be in the range of about 50 to 20 in the game. This is, I mean, when you got six teams out of major junior on this team, contrast that, you know, with the matchups against the U of A, the entire U of A team would, would be guys that played either four or five years in the Western Hockey League. So deeper lineup uh, with the U of A. But that said, last year, Nate McEwen beat the Oida Rookies 2-0 after the Oida Rookies went undefeated in the Penticton Tournament. One quick note, if you've not heard, Steve Eisenman is stepping down as GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is a surprise move. We'll have more on that over the next uh, 48 hours here on Oilers. Now, when we come back, uh, the 17... 17- when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 15th anniversary of 9-11, and a man who was there in New York City at the time, former Edmonton Oilers and New York Rangers head coach, Ron Lowe. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. You know, when you have a job where you get to do uh, a two-hour show talking about the Edmonton Oilers every day and uh, you get to travel around with the team to color, I mean, it's it's a great life. And uh, there's lots of opportunities to get involved in extra things and community events and that sort of thing. And the Oilers made a real concerted effort through their alumni to uh, get, uh, and it's all of their alumni, not just the 80s Oilers alumni, but the 90s and the guys in the 2000s under the guidance of Barry Stafford to be out there. One of the guys that does a great job at these events is the former head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, and we welcome him back to the show, Ron Lowe. Ron, it's Bob Stoffer. How you doing? Very good, Bob. How are you today? Good, good, good. Look, uh, I, I just, today is the 17th anniversary of 9-11. I know during the lockout uh, year, uh, we ha- we had uh, in on the studio talking about uh, those experiences because it was about 11 years at that stage. And I know down in Red Deer a couple of weeks ago, you spoke about it a bit. And I just, 17 years ago, maybe just educate our listeners. You just uh, signed a board as the head coach of the New York Rangers. How... Uh, you know, what was the experience like for you to, to be a part of that uh, with the Rangers organization in 9-11? Well, it was, uh, I mean, it was an experience that uh, 
nobody really would have liked to have gone through and yet in the end it's uh i'm kind of proud and uh and kind of humbled by the whole experience i mean it was uh, a devastation of uh, the downtown area of new york uh the city itself rallied around any cause possible after that and uh, it, it was uh, truly amazing i mean we we had our kids in school that day uh they were in lockdown we couldn't get to them nobody knew what the the full uh force of this thing was going to be uh was it going to end where it did uh it, it was absolutely crazy and uh actually terrifying For, well and, and that's part of it i mean we were all in shock because at first people were kind of like did a, did a like a, did a small plane just fly into one of the twin? We're watching this thing on TV at that time back in uh, you know in 2001, and, and you just gone there as head coach of the hockey club, right? And did you guys not move your camp from downtown out of uh, out of downtown New York prior to that? Well, the, for the first year in uh, like 30 years, Glenn Sather decided to have our training camp in downtown New York, right at the Garden, because it had a space of about 10 days that was available, which is very unusual for the Garden itself. So we were going to take full advantage of that to get everybody used to the ice, et cetera, et cetera. And we were actually supposed to stay at the Marriott Hotel in the bottom of the trade towers. And for some reason, and to this day I still don't know why, and Glenn really doesn't know why, we decided that we would move the players over closer to the arena and to a hotel that's actually right across the street. Just made sense. People didn't have to drive, et cetera, right. et cetera, in New York. And he did that like three days before the event, which was, wow. uh, in my estimation, unbelievably spooky. I mean, uh that, that that it happened that way was crazy. I mean, I think probably had we all been in that hotel, we would have all got out anyway. Yep. It took a long time for the devastation to get to that bottom part. Yep. But it's still, uh, it was eerie the way it all took place. I mean, um, in New York City, uh, it was the way it was for weeks. You couldn't go over a bridge. There was... Uh, Military presence at uh, basically every subway stop, on subway trains. Um, yeah, it was it was an amazing uh, amazing month and a half, uh, and they went through rubble for. Shay, I think I would imagine they went through it for like six months or eight months. Former Edmonton Oilers and New York Rangers head coach Ron Lowe, who was coaching the Rangers when 9/11 occurred. So, you know. There, there's your, you, you know, you're worried about your, your family, you're worried about your immediate uh, community, you're worried about your players. It changed, I mean, Ron, it changed everything. It changed travel in the National Hockey League. Every team from that point forward after 9-11 had to travel on a private team charter. That is a league rule. It changed how people flew domestically. We lost Ace Bailey, uh, you know, who was uh, uh, an Edmonton Oiler in the early, 19, uh, late, or early 1980s and, of course, played with the Boston Bruins back in the I mean, it, it really did kind of change the entire complexion of how we do things today, didn't it? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
Ace was a was a very good friend of mine. We played together in Washington. We worked together in uh, with the Oilers, and uh, we. I mean, when you think about it afterwards, we watched that plane go into the building, and you're sitting there going, "Wow!" I mean, that's a, a really good friend and and uh, <laughs> a great teammate, and. Uh, Definitely, we had a couple of beers together over the years. So, I mean, yeah, it did change. It changed everything. We we were supposed, like I said, we were supposed to have camp in in New York, and we didn't start training camp for I believe it was almost ten days because we couldn't get our equipment from the garden out to Rye, New York, where we decided we change our venue to. Right. So what ended up happening is we had to get all of our stuff bought in by road from Toronto and Montreal. All the suppliers are up there, like Bauer right. and right. Nike and all of that. We couldn't get anything out of New York. So we waited for equipment, and everybody had absolutely brand-new stuff the first day we stepped on the ice, and I do believe... We were playing in a game, I think, four days after camp started. It was crazy. And I, th- I think we went into Toronto to play that game, which meant crossing a border on a plane, which was just, I mean, yeah, it was crazy at that point in time. Ron Lowe joining us, uh, former head coach of the New York Rangers and the Edmonton Oilers with the Rangers when 9-11 occurred. You mentioned how the community rallied, and I guess that's, uh, you know, that's the legacy is, uh, you know, uh, the United States uh, went through a, a difficult time with a terrorist attack in multiple locations. But it kind of puts sports, I talk about working in the toy department of life, you know what I mean? And we're privileged to be working in these sort of things when there's real-world issues that take place. But you did see your that community that you were a part of in New York rally together and rise back up. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty scary. I mean, there was uh, we lived in the community of Rye, and I think over a period of uh, maybe four weeks, uh, they had um, somewhere in the area of 100 funerals just in our little uh, town and it was um yeah it was surreal our kids went to school with people that were directly affected by it and you couldn't you couldn't escape it if you were anywhere in that suburbs you couldn't escape it i mean it was uh it was absolutely uh amazing time and yeah it took a long time for things to get better and uh it was um yeah, it was something that was you. Know, I'll never forget as long as I live. Um, my girls will never forget it. And Linda was. I mean, it was a. It was crazy for all of us. Ron, uh, let's do this. Uh, when we have more time, we'll 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 have you on talk about some of the great stuff you're doing with Barry Stafford and the Oilers alumni. Uh, today is the anniversary of 9/11, so the timing worked from that perspective. We appreciate your time and look forward to touching base with you down the road. Okay, Bob. Thanks a lot. You bet. That is former Edmonton Oilers head coach Ron Lowe, and you can feel, you know, the emotion. And I, I can't even imagine. I can't even fathom what that would be like to go through. Twelve twenty eight in Edmonton. Uh, coming up, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, and then it is uh, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women that work in the Alberta horse racing industry, and we're going to uh, bring aboard a new kid in town here in Oilers now. 
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.